0: You're listening to the Creating Resilience podcast with Anne Diamond's Creative Changemaker. I'm passionate about helping clients create calm in their busy lives by having more creative playtime. In each episode, I'll be sharing easy ways to sneak some creativity into your life, whatever it may throw at you. From my own experiences and those of my invited guests, we'll show you how you can overcome any challenge and build your own resilience toolkit. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. We're on the Creating Resilience podcast and um, this week I've got a guest, save you from listening to my waffling on all the time, and I'm delighted to welcome Liz Allen. Welcome Liz. Hello, hello,
1: thank you for inviting me.
0: Well, um, yeah, I mean I thought it was about time I invited you on the podcast because you've had me in your group a couple of times, haven't you? So, uh, it's been great i wanted to learn more about what you do and share it with the world so um Thank thank you liz is um what do you call yourself owner ceo what do you call yourself oh
1: i'm i'm a training consultant i'm kind of md but there's only three of us so so yeah of um of full circle continuous improvement
0: full circle continuous improvement and and it should be obvious what you do, but can you explain
1: <laughs> a little bit more about what full circle continuous improvement does? So yeah, so we train organisations um, in in continuous improvement, which is kind of like a really good thing to do when you're in an when you're in a business, because I I try and make sure that people are look looking to be able to have um, sustainable processes really, rather than burning themselves out running rings around everything and not being able to get their jobs done. So, so that's, that's kind of what I do, but I train people and I use a certain kind of toolkit to help them do it. So I, once I've done it, I kind of help them embed it and then pass it on to them for them to kind of use themselves.
0: So you're not being parachuted in to fix something. You're actually helping them to help themselves and be more sustainable in their practice.
1: Yeah, I'm not one of those um, people who will just carry on taking money from them. I am I basically want the, it, my my kind of the thing that I love is being able to see those people, understand what I'm teaching them and go, <gasps> I know where I can use that yeah we can do this better and we can do this better so yeah it just makes a massive difference to people
0: that must be quite quite satisfying as a job then
1: oh totally the light bulb moment when you see somebody with the light bulb moment it's just it's fantastic because you just you know and then they'll come into a training session the following week and go I've just done this and I've we've just done all this work here and and actually coming out the other end it makes them a different person they start kind of becoming a problem solver and questioning things not just being told and doing something you know I do my job because does anybody actually know why we do our job well actually now we do you know we can question it if we think we can do things better so so yeah I really enjoy it
0: oh amazing oh well yeah it's nice to hear people having some real you know satisfaction with the job and actually having some work that actually makes a real impact on other people's lives um I'm always happy to hear these positive stories about work because yeah. um after years in health and safety it's always um nice to hear some some nice things that are happening in businesses because you know we're always looking for the for the things that are being wrong in health and safety so yeah
1: and and actually the other thing I try and stop is is sort of like people Pointing the finger at each other and, and look at the culture and and also, you know, kind of it, it it involves sort of like changing the way people think and changing the way the management sometimes um, prevent people from finding out about stuff by, you know, not sharing things, not sharing their goals and things like that. So so people kind of just feel like a bunch of mushrooms. You know, I won't give you the old. Av- <laughs> we all know wound. what that
0: means. Yeah, yeah, kept in the dark, and yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, fed on, yeah. yeah, that stuff. So, so yeah, I I try and take them out of that box and and help them recognize that it, empowering their staffs really important.
0: That, that's really that is really good because. um we, we were chatting last night I, I have to explain to the listeners this is being recorded in in January and it probably won't be going out for a little while for a few weeks afterwards um but I spoke in Liz's group uh a chin did. work Thursday which is very very good fun last yeah. night and we we were talking about burnout weren't we and resilience and totally talking about uh, how the um the different types of burnout so yeah that that sort of came from that conversation last night didn't it did and it and it, and it kind of goes
1: hand in hand really I think with what I do because yeah. you know you're you're doing things to stop people from burning out I'm basically trying to do a similar thing but just just using a different toolkit and I yeah. think it's it's just I'm, I'm, I'm I was talking to somebody today about the fact that people are the way people are acting and and companies seem to be changing their mindset and how people how how they want people to work and sort of empowering people but I'd like to see a bit more of it to be honest and, and yeah. a bit more proof but I think probably we're only we're only a little way down the road we were kind of talking about this weren't we as well you know we're not yeah. we're not very far out down the road kind of seeing this yet and I don't know whether it's just a UK thing but we just uh, we need to value our staff more there was there was somebody saying that last night as well wasn't there you know and I just think you know organizations really really need to value because it it is important the people the people that work with you are the ones that that are you know they're doing the work if it wasn't for them you wouldn't have a business you know and it's really
0: it's hard to get that I mean how do you get that across because I used to have I used to struggle getting that across to to um directors when I was going in as a health and safety consultant Mm. saying you know that what you're paying me to do is come and look at your health and safety management systems but actually the way I I look at the culture of the organization the way you treat your people because the the people are your greatest assets as we were saying last night and when you lose somebody because they're not satisfied with the job or they've been bullied or or they've burnt out and they haven't been successfully appropriately supported mm. you're not only losing that job role you're losing all the skills and experience and the training that that person's received <laughs> however yeah. it's, it's, a, yeah. it's a big investment isn't it in uh, people so isn't it i just you know
1: and to lose that i've, I've worked in so many places I'm, and i'm sure you have where all of a sudden the kind of the hierarchy kind of recognized that oh actually Maybe we should have actually done something to make sure that that person stayed because we're a bit stuffed now because they knew all this, all these things and now we don't know anybody. There's nobody in the organisation that knows it. Nobody bothered to ask that person before they left how they did their job or well, I, I to
0: the, the, the run under a bus scenario, you know, like if you run under a bus, it's not a very nice scenario to think about, but if you run under a bus, does anyone know how to do your job? and sometimes it's really difficult because you know Mm. we don't capture that do we
1: no Um, no in fact i've just just written um a um, a newsletter post about siloed working conditions because i i personally have have kind of experienced siloed working where where i um i actually was only working (laughs) in this company for a really short short time they're in they're in reading where i live and um and actually, my line manager—I was—I was—I was on a contract. I was kind of go, going in on this contract for—it oh, was supposed to be for twelve months. And I, my line manager, had been there two years, and I got to know people more people in the first couple of months than he did in two years because I was kind of going around and I, I recognised where who who the people were that I needed to talk to, and he was gobsmacked. Absolutely gobsmacked, but I just I saw the 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 benefit of doing that, you know.
0: When I was when I was in health and safety, and we were a bit off topic here, but I'm going to carry on this conversation. But when I was in health and safety, I quickly realised, especially I was in an academic, I was in a university setting. I quickly realised that to get anything done, or to actually understand how the the departments worked, you had to go and speak to the people who ran the stores, like the Mm -hmm. the supplies um, for the laboratories and things and the people in the office who were doing all the admin. And um, yeah. they were the people, and the caretakers, they were the people who actually knew everything about the building. It wasn't yeah. the the, wasn't the heads of different research groups. It wasn't the head of department. It was actually the people who were doing, and, and if if you got on well with the key people in stores and the people who were doing the cleaning and the people who were doing, you know, the jobs that most people don't even take any notice of, you would get far more done than just by speaking to the the people at the top so um yeah and people often take people like that for granted don't they so it's really important
1: yeah I even I even got to know the guy who was on the desk when you kind of went in to sort of like you know put your badge on the thing to kind of let the gate Mm -hmm. open I even got to know him where people weren't really talking to him because I just think like you say some people just don't take notice of those people but actually They are the ones who see everybody coming in to that building and they Mm -hmm. get to know people. I just think it's really important. I think it's maybe because I'm a northerner and I'm a bit nosy as well.
0: (laughs) Well, there's that that joke, isn't there? There's there's that joke, isn't there, about the... um There was some comedy sketch saying that police were called when when a a northerner started chatting to people on the tube (laughs) I saw that totally alien oh my god you're talking to me I know I know (laughs) I have that on the train
1: I've had that on the train before COVID I always call it BC but before COVID yeah Yeah. that's people were sometimes you always know the person that doesn't want to talk to you but then if you get talking to them then that yeah I I can usually bring people around Excellent. that's why i use it in my work
0: <laughs> well that's it that's, how, that's been a good job so so this podcast is called the creating resilience mm. podcast and in our conversations um we've had um because we met we met during uh doing one to many didn't we release johnson we, we met on that course so yeah. we've had quite a few conversations through facebook groups and online and things um um, this podcast was 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 created to help people share stories about how creativity has made them resilient and um the reason why we started getting to chatting to each other is because we shared a love of music We did. and um I just wanted wondered if you'd explain um how creativity has helped you um uh-huh. overcome any challenges or become resilient over the years
1: I've gotta say same as you music you know this song this this so music was my first love and it will be my last so so i um my my brother who's no longer with us bless him um he we were he we kind of ca- i come from quite a musical family so my dad played piano my grandma on my mom's mom's side she played piano and she kind of used to um she'd play and kind of bring people into, you know, like to school and stuff like that when she was younger, but then my dad and my dad played and my mom, my mom did a bit of singing and then it just kind of came through our family. And I went, I had piano lessons when I was, when I was younger. And my brother was in a band. So the one that we've lost, he was in a band from, Oh my God, from about 15. And I used to go and see him in these social clubs And, oh, my God, I was totally in awe of this man, my brother on stage, you know, like because he was so he was um, 15 years older than me. So so massive, massive gap. So I'd kind of go and see him and I'd be there with me me kind of Coca-Cola or whatever, you know, watching my brother playing at these working men's clubs, thinking, wow, this is amazing. And when I was at secondary school, I I took uh, so I was actually doing I was having piano lessons and I. I took O-Level music and I think it's just one of those things that is just in me and it's I'm just so passionate about it um that when I when I was 15 um I actually went for an interview for a band and they were going on a they were going on a cruise ship Wow. And it was before I took my O levels. And actually, so and my brother came up with me. It shows how you know it was one of those things. And and I remember singing, oh my goodness, I think I was singing Gimme Gimme, Gimme by ABBA or something like that. I can't remember exactly now. But they actually offered me this job going on a cruise ship. But
0: because I'd not jumped done my O levels, I just thought, I oh, can't do it, can't do it. So get so, a TARDIS. If you had a TARDIS and you could go back to that oh. moment, would you make the same decision again? probably yeah well no I don't know
1: maybe I'd, I'd love to know what a, what my life would have been like because there's a lot of so so following on from that when I was 18 and I'm going to jump about a little bit when I was 18 I was in a car crash so so I was really smashed up so so kind of the resilience thing comes in with music in in, in mm. a lot of ways because music's just been it's grounded me so much you know my yeah. mom and dad probably probably drove them mad when I was living at home because I used to you know play my music really loudly in the house because I loved it so much and I just listened to it all the time but I was in in this car crash and I was in hospital for five weeks and oh my god it was just awful so I fractured my pelvis I broke my femur I broke my ankle I um, broke my jaw I had 30 stitches in my head I was in hospital for five weeks I was in the, I was in intensive care for the first five days I was in a real mess because I was a passenger and this um we hit a lamppost but hit some black ice when I still lived up north I hit some black ice I'd only been going out with this guy three weeks anyway so crushed the car I was crushed um, and anyway so so kind of move moving on coming out of that and learning to walk again yeah and and sort of getting back to being normal or or kind of as normal as you can be I ended up having to have uh, another operation the following year so I was 18 when it happened and then I was about 19 nearly 20 when they they had to reset my ankle
0: that's a lot Um, to go through at that age oh my
1: god yeah you know and and actually just all I remember is just wanting to go out and be normal and just go, you know, kind of clubbing. And because I love mm. dancing as well, you know, music and dancing. It was just, oh, it was just my thing. So I remember going going to clubs on my crutches. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, and it was great actually because anybody started barging, you just click That's around great. the
0: face on the dance
1: floor as well. Oh, you, yeah. I oh yeah, oh yeah, it was really good. And you then hang your handbag to- off the crutches. <laughs> No, oh, I don't even know what I did. It was ridiculous. (laughs) Honestly, I whatever I did, I managed it. I managed it, you know, but I was I was in, um, I was in plaster for kind of like probably about 10 months the second time around. So, you know, and people recognized me because at the time I worked for that, I lived in Halifax and I worked for the Halifax. And lots of people kind of knew about me and they'd heard about the accident because I was on the front page of the local paper. My dad had put this really horrible photo on me. And I'm like, Dad, that's just really awful. Why have you done this? You were at the time, though, surely. <laughs> I know I just like it's good yes but I didn't want people to know you and, you know I was like <laughs> what anyway so so kind of move moving on uh, just weaving through my life music's just always always been there from yeah. and then but then it wasn't until I moved down south so I moved down south in 95 so I'm really jumping now but other than kind of doing a little bit of singing with my brother at kind of birthday parties and things like that. He'd kind of go, come on, because I lost my confidence, really. Yeah. It's such a gap, you know. And um and then so like, you know, kind of singing at my, like I say, like I say, different parties and stuff like that. And when I moved down south, there was I worked for the company that I lived uh, I worked for in Leeds when I was when I was up there. And um and there was an advert for a singer in a band and I kind of thought oh might as well try this one and it was kind of meant to be really because I mean we were really crap (laughs) really crap to start off with but it wasn't and it wasn't really to go out gigging it wasn't the I know you gig quite a bit don't you
0: but but we get more pleasure actually we get I mean we get more pleasure from the rehearsals you know like every week the rehearsals that's that's our downtime that's our fun but
1: yeah oh I, I really miss it honestly I don't know about because I don't know what size um rehearsal rooms you've got but um so just to kind of jump around again I met my husband in the band not the time we started but at the so the the band sort of evolved in and we kind of had people came and went so we got this new bass guitarist and we got a new drummer at the same time and and actually I just got on with everybody. And like you, we yeah. used to, we went to band practice every week and it was just such a laugh and just mm. a crack and just kind of just getting on with people and, and having a bit of a thrash around different songs. And we wrote quite a lot of our our own stuff at the time. It was just, it was really fun. I ended up marrying marrying, <laughs> I <ended> up marrying, <laughs> marrying the bass player. So so yeah, that's that was kind of and then and then I left that band. So I didn't marry him and then left it, leave it. Um, you took the bass player with you? I no, because he stayed with them. I was gutted. Oh. I was gutted. Yeah, I kind of left. Um, oh, yeah, and that's then test marriage, wasn't it? Yeah, no. <laughs> 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 we got married afterwards, but we've been in bands since, and yeah. we we play. We don't we don't gig very often. The last time we played was for my fiftieth. But the weird thing is, I love organizing these things and when it happens i'm kind of like right i just want to sing and get on with it and as for talking to people okay i'm a bit i feel a bit shy now i don't <laughs> you know but it was just it was just so it's just so fun and and to me it's cathartic yeah to stand in front of a microphone and just sing you know and and it was it was hilarious at my 50th because um we've never had people dancing before and like so my father-in-law who's in his 70s he was kind of jogging around (laughs) (laughs) and a variety of other people were all dancing and I was kind of like and that was to the stuff so we did quite a few we didn't do many songs for my 50th but we did a um, a few of our own and they weren't dancing to the covers they were dancing to ours Ah. and it was great and I was like this is really good, really good. So that,
0: That's the thing I found really, really interesting is obviously a covers band, people yeah. know the song, so you think they're dancing to, because they know the song and they enjoy yeah. hearing, hearing you perform that song, but it's something they know and they can sing along to it. And But um, we don't do covers in our bands, we do originals. Uh, and obviously mm-hmm. there are people who've been to see us before or, or bought our music so they can actually hear you know they know the songs but there could be some yeah. people who've never seen us before and never even heard of us i just turn up maybe at a festival and i go who's this and it's absolutely fascinating that you know halfway through the song they're singing along with you and they're dancing it's like they've never heard this bit of music before but they tune into it yeah it's, that's the magic that's the power of music isn't it it's oh, like no. you know once you've got the once you know the rhythm bit and you can sort of tap along and everyone else is singing along you just you just, you just, you just it's that must be that little delay between the actual sound hitting your ears and then processing your brain that you can actually sing in time with the words even though you've never heard the song before. Yeah.
1: And if you've got kind of so you know that the old kind of you know kind of hours are usually like verse chorus verse chorus instrumental you know, kind, of, <laughs> kind of the usual sort of setup so you've usually by you've got you've got kind of far, a bit further on and people usually kind of get to know that bit yeah you know the
0: chorus is coming yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: exactly my son's um he's just taking GCSE music at the moment yeah say like I did i'm so old i did o level music and I'd already said to him, you know, it's not it's not easy. It's not it's not kind of an easy it's not a re, an easy ride. But and I, and he was talking a couple of months ago about maybe doing A-level music, but he's doing piano and, and his piano teacher said, oh, it's really it's really, really tricky. And I kind of said to him, look, if you decide not to do it, music will never leave you it'll always be there and not everybody can say that not everybody can say that music Mm. fills their soul I've actually got a little thing up here on my wall oh yeah that is it that just says hang on well you not that anybody can see this but it says music fills fills my soul oh no because that that's that's what it does and for him he's always got headphones I mean it drives me potty but he's always got headphones in and he loves it, and I love the fact that he loves music because, like you say, yeah. it's funny. We we'll sit in the car with with his friend, his best friend, who's not really into music, and it just doesn't bother him. Yeah, you some know? people not No, some people just don't don't get it, do they? But I mean, that's and that's fine. That's totally up to them. But yeah. I just I just think do you know that's really sad because you're actually missing out on something really really good.
0: But they could find joy in something else, couldn't they? Yeah, they absolutely. could find joy in i don't know oh, spotting or something, but <laughs> yeah whatever whatever you know it's it's each to their own isn't it yeah
1: so but yeah and it's like it's like my husband now like i say he's a bass player and he um he takes my son to school because but because he knows james has got his headphones in he
0: t- doesn't have any music on and i'm like how can he be a bass player and not have the music on well, could he not bluetooth his music to the car stereo so you can both listen to it oh i, my, my, <laughs> I had to give my daughter a lift this morning Um because the bus the buses are very off and on at the moment because Mm. obviously driver sickness and staff shortages so sometimes the school bus won't come in the morning so I had to give her a lift and um she put her playlist on the on the car stereo and it was um blur and oasis (laughs) I'm like I can be listening to this and I was like you know we were singing away together because um she said well you know i've been hearing it since i was little because that's what that's what we were listening to when she was little so she's got that on her playlist now and it's like really quite interesting you know that she's kept some of it you know obviously she's got a lot more stuff that we don't know we don't know very well but um i think it's lovely and she she's always singing like all the time but she, she she wouldn't do music or or even art at school because she um it's just the way it's taught sometimes in schools is actually quite you know as you said people say oh, it's really hard and stuff like that. and it actually takes the joy out of it for a lot of people doesn't it and yeah you can still enjoy music and art and things like that without having a qualification it. in it you know you don't have to have Absolutely. a qualification to be a good artist or musician do you, do you know what I mean no no exactly um, I've got to say though this time for him doing
1: GCSE the the kind of the range of different um pieces that they're they're kind of listening to yeah so they're doing killer queen oh right it's one of the pieces and yeah. defying
0: defying gravity defying gravity oh that's quite yeah. a good piece isn't it
1: yeah no, so so some that's that's only a couple of them and yeah of course they're doing some classical pieces but yeah. I just thought blimey they didn't do that when I when I was no, younger I it, like it was you just classical up. and that was it yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so you know like I say music has been such an important part of my life you know such a young age you know sitting in front of our our fire at home listening to my dad playing and we'd be kind of you know and, oh. and I'd be kind of you know kind of pulling one of those you know when you're a teenager you pull the face like, oh they're off again it's Sunday night mm. doing that actually but it looked back now and I kind of go that was really good that was really yeah. really nice
0: They don't, don't you find I mean I you know my lot of my, my childhood was quite challenging and I won't go into detail now but it's very challenging Mm -hmm. but um my parents separated when I was five and my dad Mm -hmm. used to come pick me up um from Redditch and drive me to Manchester to where he lived and then Mm -hmm. drive me back again so I had quite a few trips up and down the M6 uh in in the 80s and uh well late 70s early 80s and the cassettes because that's the the time and dad was a big queen fan and a big ELO fan and my step my stepdad was a big ABBA fan so if my stepdad was driving me up to meet my dad in Manchester, we'd have ABBA all the way. Yeah. And my dad would have. So my memories of, I remember going to Glastonbury, I've well, being at Glastonbury um, when ELO played a few years right. ago. And when Mr. Blue Sky came on, oh. it just literally triggered these memories of the M6 because that was my, you know, Mr. Blue Sky, yeah. that was it. Yeah. The M6, that, and and it's, it's amazing because it thing, links thing, emotionally. Yeah. It links emotionally. Just the one song can just give you so much emotion around it. So yeah. yeah, yeah, fascinating.
1: It's funny, like you say. So when when we when we lost, <laughs> it's been a bit tragic over the last kind of ten years. We lost, we lost my parents quite close to each other, and but there's been. of, my my dad was really into brass bands so he went he went to um he used to work at this um this company in queensbury just outside bradford called john foster's and they had it was it was in black dyke mills and i don't know whether you've heard of the black dyke mills oh my
0: my daughter was in the brass band because we we used to live in a in a mining old mining community in scotland where the brass band championships used to come we had the brass bands we had the brass bands more, the, the, they were looking at the march, tested the, you know, examining the marching bands. So they'd march yeah. up and down our street, and then we have a big brass band festival in, in the park. So yeah, I've got a very close affinity to brass bands.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've I've got to say so. So there was brick for us. There was Brick House and Rastrick and yeah. then there was Black Dyke Mills. And Black yeah. Dyke Mills was where my dad worked, so that yeah. was very close to his heart. So so when we lost him. Oh my goodness! Anytime we went, I went anywhere near listening to kind of if there was any Sal- Salvation Army people, oh. any, because and then I was like, oh, I can't listen to that. I can't listen to that. Yeah, it's, I found it's that the, quite difficult for some well, time.
0: Rust off. I mean, look at that. I mean, that, that film mm. just—I cry every time I watch that. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, those my, memories,
1: isn't it? Like you Yeah, say. it's
0: memories, but it's also the. I, I'm not going all woo here. Yeah? But actually, a brass band, there's a lot of energy around a brass band because of the vibration mm-hmm. of the instruments, the pitches as well. You know, you you know, yeah. think about tuba through to the cornet, you know, the pitch range there. And the yeah. energy that comes out, and especially the mass, you know, the harmonies and the mass of those – same with an orchestra, isn't it? Yes. The mass of sound coming out, you're being completely stimulated, aren't you? So it is going yeah. to stir up emotions depending on the dynamics and the music and, the, and the, you know, where you are at the time. So – Yeah yeah it's amazing
1: it is it's, it's funny like I say it took me quite a long time to actually start being able to listen to things like that you know yeah. it's like even even things like listening to Frank Sinatra he liked Frank Sinatra yeah. didn't and he was you know he was really we used to have one of those do you remember the old reel because the old reel kind of um there were like the, the precursor to cassette yeah
0: we, we had to play GCSE music we played about cutting off bits of tape and splicing them together it's great fun yeah yeah <laughs>
1: but so we used to listen to kind of like um both of them were into kind into the old musicals like south pacific and, mm. and things like that so i did find that quite hard listening to but yeah. now now i just appreciate it i appreciate how much that they kind of passed on to me you know yeah so you've got grandma the gratitude and
0: a gratitude that you've actually shared that experience with them, I guess
1: oh totally and my brother of course you know yeah. like I say sort of looking up to him and it's funny because his, his son he's got um one son and his son's not he likes music but just not in the same way as his dad no. did you know but like I say it, it is each it is each their own so yeah. but I'm just I'm like I say I'm 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 really glad that that James James is into music more than his dad now so <laughs> But yeah, as for playing playing stuff in the in the car, James listens to a lot of music So a lot of um, I don't know whether you know, but a lot of gaming music is yeah. brought in by current artists who are trying yeah. to make
0: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my, I've got one of my old school friends actually designs computer games, and they actually right. quite like. I mean, classic classic FM used to have like a. There's a special chart, isn't there? There's a chart for video game music because actually oh, it's down? a different genre. Yeah, because. There's quite a lot of composers who compose just for video games. There is,
1: Or there's, or new, like I say, new new artists who are kind of that, that. that's how they kind of get get in to produce. You know.
0: Well, I guess it is because I mean, imagine the people playing it for hours and hours I mean. on end. They're going to be listening to it, aren't they? And, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's some that he listens to, and they kind of go, boop,
1: boop, de, boop, boop, boop. and I went, please. <laughs> if you're going to play anything, can you just not do a? Beep, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> that kind of drives me a bit potty. But <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, some of the stuff and, and actually I think he, I don't even remember how many out he said mom my, my playlist is so long now I think it's something like 24 hours long. Uh-huh. So we there would be blur and oasis and a variety of other things you know in there but it might they're probably interspersed with a variety of <laughs> Type songs. <laughs>
0: oh, dear. I remember. I remember when I got. I say I'm probably have to, to um think about finishing up in the next yes. couple for yeah. hours. But I remember when I got um I was training for the um walk the walk the first Edinburgh Edinburgh walk the walk marathon um mm. just my second daughter just I just just challenged her to get fit and I bought myself uh, an iPod and um my husband went oh a bit flash aren't you buying an ipod like if i'm trying to feel guilty for buying this ipod well i want to some music when i'm walking you know because that's for your help. you know different types of music can inspire you to walk or yeah. you know calm me down so you can have different playlists can't you to, to help you get more energized or relaxed so i bought myself this ipod and uh you know never heard the end of it, sort of thing and then a few weeks later i came home from work and he's looking a bit sheepish and i went oh. you're right," you went <laughs> into curries and of course <laughs> He bought himself the iPod with a, like 10 or well, three or four times the memory than the one I did for. <laughs> of course. Because the playlist I had on there, suddenly he's like, oh, well, no, there's not enough songs on your playlist. <laughs> <It's> like, okay. But <laughs> <laughs> so that was it then. He, he was away with it. He was, like, he was he was sold on the idea. So, yeah, it's yeah. nice, isn't it? So, you know, your, your playlist can grow and grow and grow because you start adding songs and cause they keep suggesting more songs for you to try, don't they?
1: Yeah. Hey, do you, you know? Just going back to when I was younger again, and um, um, obviously I know we've got to finish soon. But um, so so my brother, the one that I am saying to you, that the one that was really into music, um, he had a he had a cassette player, and. And he used to, so, and it was one of those that you could record the radio, you know, when he used oh, to record the, the charts, show. Yeah, and try and cut off Bruno <laughs> Brooks. I don't know how old you are. Try and cut off
0: Bruno Brooks. You'd always talk over the beginning and ending, wouldn't you? No, he's like, why are you doing
1: that? And so, anyway, so I think I had a radio and he had a cassette player. So I remember kind of going, every when he was out at work or if I was at home or whatever and he wasn't in, I'd kind of creep into his room and I'd go and get his cassette player because his, I'd record function or whatever anyway and I was kind of recording things and or listening to music or whatever. And then I realized I realized that I, I'd I'd jigger the batteries in because it was it wasn't it wasn't you know a plug-in one so and I got my dad I think I got my dad to actually get me to he got some batteries for me. And he knew, my brother knew, exactly. He said, I know you've been taking it. I know you, he says, but thank you for giving me the batteries.
0: <laughs> I thought I thought you had said you recorded over his tapes or something. Oh, that's no, I didn't do that. No, no, no. Like, oh, no, I've recorded over No, that. I didn't do any of that.
1: No, oh. I remember, he was very much into the, like, the Carpenters, so kind of Karen oh, Carpenter. The carpenters.
0: That was it. That was the one song that I was able to sing for GCSE music it was, um, um what was it, um... What not? You've only just begun. No. Why do birds?
1: Oh, why do birds
0: suddenly appear every time? Yeah.
1: That one. Yeah. That one.
0: Yeah, that was the only one I could sing in my my voice range. But um, yeah, close to um, you, close to you. That's, that's the one. The one. Yes, <laughs> yeah, beautiful. So I've got that as an earworm now. That's going to stick. Yeah, in my head like, like, I'll have to play that on the outro. <laughs> <laughs> so I really appreciate you you coming and chatting tonight. I mean, it's so easy to talk to you, Liz. I'll just.
1: You know, we
0: have you Luffy. and you really time, don't we? So, um, but I, I just want to summarize because what you've shared, you've shared, you've been very generous in sharing tonight. And basically, what Thank you've you. shared with me is that music's been a big part of your life because it's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's all through your life. It's been a big part of your family. It's mm. helped you meet your husband. Yeah. And also, it's connected you with um your your brother who you lost, yeah. and also your parents and your grand and your grandparents as well. Mm. And and now it's connecting you with your son. So you know it's a really big part of your life, but it, it's it's you know it's it, it's linked emotionally with you, isn't it? It's it's really strongly linked to emotions and and your freedom to express yourself as well. And when you're singing in the band.
1: Yeah. Is that absolutely. a fair summary? Oh, totally, totally. Wow. I wouldn't be without it, honestly.
0: Amazing, and also um I've heard you singing and it? it's very nice. It's uh <laughs> it's <very laughs> yeah. Awesome. oh yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah, you shared a video. <laughs> so you know, if people want to work with you in your in your day job, helping people get their businesses working more effectively and getting people communicating better and actually working more efficiently and continuously improving, where can they find you and learn, learn more about working with you? Oh, thanks for asking. So um, the website is fullcircleci.co.uk.
1: Um, you can also find me just under my name, Liz Allen, with an A-N, um, on, um, on LinkedIn. Um, and on Facebook, we've got a little group called the Power of Improvement. So, and as you know, we run a, a Facebook Live every Thursday at eight o'clock called Chimwag Thursday. So, yeah, yeah, that'd be it'd be great if we can uh, get some more people interested.
0: Thank you. And I'll, I'll share all the links in the in the show notes as well. Thank so, you. Um, so if you could, uh summarize one 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 thing to give people more tips about how to become more creative, what would what would it be?
1: Oh goodness, if what in relation to music
0: well it would
1: just be anything motivated. yeah yeah well actually like I say um I think these days and I found this even myself that, that that I'm work working from home more just to listen to music yesterday I realized how much I missed it so I literally put some music on and just I just think that creativity if you like music just just play it put it in the house you know listen to it while you're doing your cleaning or whatever you know who or whatever you're doing or just have a little bit of time because I just think it does so much for you you know and you don't have to sing along like me but yeah I just I think music can just do so much for so many people thank that's you kind of that's my one that's my one takeaway I can give you
0: and I think that's perfect advice so um on that note, I'll say thanks Liz and um I'll share everything in the show notes. So take it easy. Thank
1: you, my love. All Thank right. You. Thanks
0: Anne. See ya. Bye. Bye. So that's all for this time. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe and please share with anyone you know who might benefit from hearing what we discussed today. If you want to find out more about how I can help you create change in your life and discover more creative ways to living and working well, you can check out my website at www.worksafeandwell.co.uk where you can read the weekly blog posts and book a free para-discovery call. You can also download a free guide to taming your stress triggers from the website at worksafeandwellcouk forward slash overwhelmed hyphen and hyphen stressed. For all the links to my creative work, Look up my Linktree link forward slash Anne Diamond Artist. I also run a private Facebook Beat Burnout support group. The links to that and all the other ones mentioned here are in the show notes below. Until next time, stay safe and well and keep creating.